The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you. This is for you and me and who we see when we see each other. This is for all, this is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. brother. And you're not crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door. And it's time to our American Cafe Dynamic Radio Dialogues on Life Today in America with <laughs> the wonderful uh, cast here of Randy Shannon, uh, Dr. Val Kirkgaard, and Sherry Vincent. We're looking for you. Are you snoozing? We need you. Call, 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 call. One of our team is mysteriously absent here on this Dynamic Radio Dialogue this morning and after the night I had. I, I hope she didn't too. Oh my gosh. Things were crashing around the house. The dogs were yelling. The cats were yelling. <laughs> and I'm, if I sound a little punch drunk, that's because I'm a little sh- short on sleep, but really happy to be here. We want to thank our sponsors, Emergency Management Solutions, also known as EMS Global One, Sir Jason Winter T, Tad Patterson's You Have the Right, Protandon, and 42Action.org. These are the things that make radio happen. And you do it when, you, when you're looking at what we've got here to offer you, make sure that you have a little bowl of El Pinto salsa made by those those terrific twins, Jim and John, and um, enjoy your El Pinto salsa. You can find it at Ralph's Markets. So there we go. Well, the torchbearers are gathering again this morning, and, you know, torchbearing isn't just a, just a thing where you just go light a torch. You light a torch for something that's in your heart today, so... Today, pick one of the things that's in your heart that you've wanted to manifest, and maybe you think you're too old to do it, you know. Uh, a lot of times, kids, when they're 25, they'll say they're too young to kiss their dads again or something like that. Kiss your dad. Do some of the stuff that you're too old to do anymore because I'm convinced, Randy, that we are talking ourselves into being old. <laughs> I'm convinced with you. (laughs) I called it euthanasia, and I thought I was being really smart, you know, because my my son and I were talking about things running out of time, you know, and it's like, was euthanasia a good thing to put, basically, to put something out of its misery? I said, I don't know, maybe euthanasia, and I spelled it with a Y, Randy, and I started reflecting on it, and on the days when I'm tired and I don't get up, and then I lay there and I read a book or something. Things are fine. It's not a bad day. But it's just like somehow I've, I expect to grow old. What would happen if I didn't expect to grow old? What do you think about that? Wow. Well, you know, I met a guy like that who actually, he actually had let himself grow old. And, you know, that bike ride that I go on, I go out to the beach. 
Um, so tell tell a group. the listeners about the bike ride about the beach. She just glossed over. She's a triathlete, folks, and she glosses <laughs> over these little things like she went down to the grocery store and picked up a newspaper. It's not quite like that. So, well, I, I actually live probably less than a mile from the ocean, but the route I take is about twenty-three miles round trip and back. Because um, there's a certain spot where I like to duck into the beach. It's just super peaceful, and I can see all the sea life and the birds and there's a group that's down there all the time. It's called Miami Adventure Sports. And, um, by the way, there's just this one spot when I, I say I duck in, there's a turn. It's a, it's a do not enter turn, but I go into it with my bike anyway. And it's, it's like, that's the ah moment. It's just amazing because uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like, for, it's all these uh, mangrove tr- trees beforehand, and then it opens up and it's just, beautiful turquoise water gorgeous and it's it's actually shallow in the first spot and that's where all these uh kite surfers are and i met a guy over there actually a few weeks ago and he was 85 or 86 years old and he had told me that he let himself grow old and then he you know i don't know what happened in his life what the pivotal point was but he had one and here for the last 15 years, he's been kite surfing, and he's one of the best ones out there. This guy does flips in the air. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he was actually it. showing me this balance thing. Uh, at 80-some years old, he hops on this board, and he, it's got a roll ball in the middle, and he balances himself on it. He's 80-some years old. So he decides that's, not to let himself go old. That's absolutely, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I, you're making me think of Ron Zeller, who we will get him on the radio for sure. Ron Zeller, I don't think Ron is in his 80s. And Ron, he doesn't just run marathons. He runs like 100-mile ones. Wow. When he, when he, he, First of all, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know that a runner's body and a weightlifter's body are two different bodies. Yeah, normally. very much. Okay, so Ron wanted to be the world class in weightlifting and he's a runner okay so in in the weightlifting class he was world champion within like two years he stayed at their house wow. about 10 or 15 years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. ron gives really very cool personal um personal growth seminars and i just love the style he's been a forum trainer for absolute years and hey i'm sitting there i'm a i border on couch potato but i can be inspired that's kind of mm-hmm. enough. You know, I've got the right company. I'll do outrageous things. So I had done something very outrageous with um, with Mary Louise. We had tracked, 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 tracked. But here comes Ron, and he's going to go running with the dog, right? And I think Ron's like in his seventies at the time, so he's going to go right. running with the dog. So he does. He goes out and he runs six miles, and he comes through the front door, and the dog is like crawling after him, panting. Right? The dog mm. is like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe 10 at the outside. The man is seven times older than the dog. So that, 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 well, that was really good. I admired him for running, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. He went running again. Uh, or you, you could wait, take the other path. He went path. running again. He went running again. And then he went running again. The man <laughs> ran 18 miles in one day. That's amazing. Kind of reminds me of a funny story. And he does that all the time. His wife started being taekwondo. She wanted to do taekwondo. Guess how old she was? I don't know. 45. Oh, wow. Okay. She became taekwondo champion. 
Uh, oh she's God, a gold medalist in Taekwondo. She doesn't compete anymore. Uh, she's actually being she's busy being a successful businesswoman right now. Um, actually, with a good product, I understand called Kayani. So there's a plug for you, Mary Louise. Uh, they're remarkable people, but they're remarkable people because they said so, and then they believe it, and then they do it. And yep. even when Ron trained for a race, one of the races he trained for was over 150 miles, okay? He said it mm. didn't matter if he didn't make it all the way. I mean, he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think he made over 100, ran over 100 miles. Wow. This is This is what happens when... You know, it's like these are the people that got me to Washington, D.C. on $6.39 to Barack Obama's 2008 inauguration. It was the thinking and the technology because we access different places. But what we do is I I was realizing, Randy, we have this constant, I do, okay? I've been listening to myself since I got the flu. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing what I was doing before I got the flu. I'm being a little bit on the pathetic side, which is why I'm even mentioning this on the air today, because I know I'm not alone in being pathetic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's it's like, so true. And I think, uh, you know, if people would just turn off the television for a while, just try it for a month. Some people will go through actual withdrawal symptoms. I know people like that. I'm positive. That cannot. What's that? I'm positive. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it takes more than that. You can turn off the TV and still sit there. I remember in my bad days, it's called depression, Randy. Back in 1986, I dragged a chair up in front of, uh, mind you, this is true, and if I hear it someplace, I will not deny it because it's true. I dragged my chair up in front of the refrigerator, and I used to watch the food rot. Oh, man. Because I couldn't get out. I was trapped inside of a, inside of some kind of energy trap or some kind of, I think it's almost like a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you're inside of this conversation and it goes, I'm too old, I'm too tired, everybody else, whatever the conversation is, it doesn't matter, but you're, we're in chains without realizing it. And then, then, yeah. then I'll, I'll be doing it and I'll hear it and I recognize it because I've heard it before, you know? I've heard myself yeah. like that before. I'll go, okay. Now, here's your, here's your deed. You have to pull this off, okay? Because I play with myself. That's how I get out of these miserable situations. And I say, okay, now you have to go outside and, like, move a pot. <laughs> right. the, moment, the moment you go outside small and move steps, a pot. Small steps, small steps. <laughs> the moment you go outside and move a pot, you've broken the hypnotic trance. I'm convinced all these things are like hypnotic trances manifesting themselves. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Well, that, it seems like it was, you know, it's pretty extreme, but you're right, a lot of people are in that. Well, I know when it happened for me, and that was why I'm really disappointed Sherry's not here. Sherry was very, uh, Sherry is a very upbeat, really terrific human being. I just adore her. I'm I'm sure she's going to go, oh, darn, my alarm didn't go off today, but Mm -hmm. she was going to tell us, I, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the website from from last week. It's about gossip in America. I had anointed her as our gossip columnist. (laughs) (laughs) She's the one. Good. No, I haven't looked at it yet. I hadn't pulled it up. No, and I'm still searching that that request, and I'm not finding anything about gossip, folks. We'll gossip just a teeny bit, because Sherry did talk to me first. Oh, good. Wherever she lived, which I think is, which is like in Northern California, something like that, the people were actually out side picketing the banks 
I hadn't heard of anything like that. So I thought that was pretty good. She says it's all the papers, but um, I haven't had access to that for a few mm-hmm. days. So I don't know for sure what's in all the papers, but you might want to take a look. You might, For people that think that nothing's happening or everything is just getting worse, we need to turn back the clock, and we need to turn back the clock on our values and other things. I know what things that depress me is, for instance, I think the Internet, for instance, is shallow, and people keep thinking they have... They've been writing these letters to each other, and there's nothing like sitting down and taking the time to get a pen and paper and letter and a stamp and writing to somebody. And we, so we don't get fed the way we're getting fed, and I think that's what we're dying of, Sherry. If Sherry was here, she'd be saying something like that. Right. We're dying of the fact that we we, we shovel in our food with plastic forks. It's harder and harder to get to the theater if you wanted to go. <laughs> which I do, mm-hmm. by the way. So very hard to get to the theater. The theaters, a lot of them are fading. So are a lot of the musical groups because for some reason we think video games and television is um, is the thing to do. And why shouldn't we feel like that? We've already put in a 60-80 hour work week. Who wants yeah. to go anywhere? And, by the way, all the, all the money is dropping. So... What do we do? This euthanasia thing, if we can go back and start to value things, first of all, wasn't your life simpler 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Didn't you have fewer things? Just go back to even just my childhood. I played outside every single night, every night. We ran the streets. And, uh, yeah, 20 years ago, one of the, it's kind of silly, but I was, you know, young and married and, um, my husband was in the military, and so we were on Camp Pendleton, and one of the most fun things I enjoyed doing was sitting outside having yard sales, drinking coffee, and <laughs> watching all the skinny Asians come by and look at my jeans. I mean, these were just silly yeah, fun yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm saying that maybe we need to give another garage sale, or I'll tell you something. <laughs> yeah. um, I grew up in a, a, a time that I really like a lot, actually. I went to Lincoln Junior High School, and in Lincoln Junior High School, I got a prize for the best sock darn. I shared it with a guy. I was really pleased to find out that a guy was as good as I was. It gave me hope for the world, you know, for the future. So right. he and I won the um, best darn sock in the school award. In fact, we even got to show our darn socks to the president, Okay. Uh, though I didn't take cabinetry class, I would have if my father had let me. <laughs> he didn't feel it was a good idea for a girl to be taking cabinetry class, but for some reason it was okay with him that I took um, rifle. And I think it was because they were, they were, um, you know, they were men that used to go around with the dogs and things like that and go hunting. You know, so it wasn't an unusual thing to them. So at Lincoln Junior High School, there were a group of about 20 of us, and we moved through all of the different categories, and we got so that we were extremely good shots. I still have the certificates from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like these things. Also, I happen to be A-plus in archery, things of that nature. Where did you ever see archery today? Where do you ever see kids shooting with guns and knowing how to do that? Where do you ever see a thing that trains kids how to grow a garden you see it in isolated places but to me it should yeah. be everywhere Scouts. because these are the it things be that connect us we're not connected to anything we're floating mm-hmm. people float by with a plastic tray and drop food in our lap and stuff like that the stuff that would connect us to the soil 
it's missing. And I know CW and I were talking about, oh, by the way, he's better, but he's on heavy medications and he, for, for what's going on. And he said he, he can't even open his eyes between noon and Saturday and he'll be over as soon as he can. So mm, I thought that would okay. be some good news for you. But anyway, we were talking yesterday about riflery and the things of our youth, you know. And I said, you know, I was really good at that, and now I'm almost, uh, I am going to find out where to go shoot again, because I enjoyed doing that. That was something that I was good at. But somehow it was now part of my youth, you know, something I wouldn't do now because I'm mm-hmm. older. You know, how many times do we say that? And there's that TV commercial, Randy, with a mm-hmm. little 14-year-old kid that <laughs> comes over and tells the rest of them that they were watching television that when he was a child, how different it was. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, the opposite of that, and I know some people that are doing that, and I would, I, I just, it, it kills me to see it. But you know, I know people that for the last twenty years, you know, since they hit sixty something, oh, I'm old, oh, I'm old, and yeah. uh, they've shut themselves down, and they're still alive, and they're, you know. 24 years later, they're still alive. It's like, why did you do that? Look at all the life yeah, you yeah, could yeah, have been yeah. living. It's quality yeah. of life. They, when, when, if, if you agree to this thing, do you know about how Alan Cranston died? Did you ever hear about that? How Senator long Alan was Cranston? No. Alan Cranston was, a, 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 I think, a sprinter. Okay. And when he was in his 70s, he could sprint like two, the same as fast as he could sprint in his 40s, minus a second or two. He died after writing his book about sovereignty. I'll have to drag that out and uh, yeah. find that because that's fun. He wrote a book about being a sovereign, okay? And then okay. two weeks later, the guy died standing up at his kitchen sink. Oh, man, that's the way I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to stand up. I want to be skydiving or something of that nature, you know? I want right. to be doing something. Fire. Well, you know, we've already been firewalking so many times, Randy. Maybe there's something <laughs> new, you know? Well, I, I know what the next, you know, after I'm committed to something here in Florida for for amount of time, but after that, I know what I, at least I think I know what I want to do. What do you want to do? Well, my, my youngest is homeschooled, so I'll be free to uh, pick up after the next year and a half, and I think I want to go out to Utah and rock climb and hike for a while. <laughs> oh, well, Maybe I not in the winter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got friends in Utah. You'd love them. By the way, that's where Mary Louise and Ron live. Interestingly enough, it used to say Utah, too, because that's the place that has the most multi-levels with health food products in it. Did you know that? I did know that, actually, because I, I, I built one a few years ago, and uh, you my law firm is out there. Uh, it's called Blue Sky, and what it's a Blue private Sky? membership. It's still in existence. They can, anybody can go to bsvi.com. BSBI.com and it has about six. It was, we kind of sold it in a timeshare fashion and it was super successful, but then the economy hit. So, of course, we would love for this economy to turn back around because it was an amazingly fun business. Everybody well, loved it. You want to hear the good news from the astrologer? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> After all else has failed, go to the astrologer, right? So. I've been moaning and groaning because I've been promised money for so long, you know, the I can't even stand to say the words anymore. And so finally, I've, I've got this neat guy, this an astrologer in my life. I go, okay, Jerry, what's in my chart? And he goes like, well, February, the middle of 
right toward the middle of February should be pretty good for you, and then and again in March you'll be very happy. Well, you know, I, I have mostly seen that this is true. <laughs> like, I will go to the astrologer, but I almost don't like it because the answer seems too simple. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. don't want to wait until March. I want it now. Yeah, we all want it now. I want or it right I want now. to feel better today, or I want that person to improve the way they're talking to me now. You know what? It's I, I can be. I'm so Christian, but I'm so Buddhist. Okay, because it is right. when it is. It happens when it does, and you can put yourself in the jet stream of it. You can totally do that by claiming it. Now, one thing Ron Zeller stands for, kiddo, is landmark education. And uh, did you ever hear of Werner Earhart? Yeah, you, we we actually did talk about him in one of the Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this this is about euthanizing. So I'm actually going to call up Ron, <laughs> and I'm going to talk to him about um, the, the, taking the course on, on turning ourselves formally young again. Now, not to be confused with the fact, I'm going to confess something to you, Randy. I have had a, an eye lift, okay? Okay. And it looks really good. And I saw a friend of mine whose name I will not mention on the radio, and she had a facelift. And you know what? She looks 25 years younger. Good for her and good for you. And and people tease me all the time. Because also during the feminist movement, you're going to love this, I shaved my legs. I was not going to be hairy-legged. <laughs> I was the joke of the feminist movement. <laughs> That's not exactly uh, high on my list either. <laughs> <laughs> I saw more hairy legs than I cared to see and hairy armpits, and I said, that is not for me. I'm Chanel That's number five and shaved legs, please. Anyway, yeah. the, the whole thing, it was like fun because we maintain our own character as we go through this thing. So what are you going to create that will make you feel, it will be an expression of something that you dreamed about as a youth? You're asking me what I'm going to create? Am. Oh, I well, I kind of have created a few things. I hope my brain I know you have. I want to know what the next <laughs> thing is. Because ne- if you don't do the next thing, then you'll start to get old, won't you? Yeah. Well, here is the next thing. It is, it is on the... I've got two things, and one of them is so amazingly fun. I can't really say it because people will steal the idea, but I need somebody. I need, to, I need a partner who's actually got a decent amount of money. It's not going to be what's huge. decent? Um... I think that we can get this done seriously uh, for under. I'm going to say twenty-five thousand dollar investment. Oh, that's that's a small amount of money in the. It is very small. That's what I'm saying. It's doable and it's super fun, and we could take it global in a heartbeat. It's so fun, and that's just you know initial investment. There's going to be marketing and things like that. I'm not even sure. Sure. Tabulating that, but Uh, I have all the domains already. No, it's good because we're we're up to the same thing here. Actually, um, I keep poking Ron Simon in the side, saying, um, "So when do we find out?" What we're looking for here is actually investors, because what we're going to do is be 10 million by the end of the year. 10 million listeners. Right now, we're at 100,000. I've talked to the different radio stations. So, what we want to do is Crickard Media is turning into Crickard Intergalactic, and mm-hmm. Crickard Intergalactic actually Ki. I looked this up. A friend of mine said, always make sure what your initials stand for. Do you know what KI stands for? Um, No, tell me. It's pure energy. Okay. It's a Japanese word for pure energy. What's RS? All of a sudden, I get the same idea, right? At the same time, 
a dear friend in my life wants me to get a Congan water system. Okay, so mm-hmm. he was he was helping me do that. In the process of this wonderful man helping me get the system, another woman gave me a system. So I'll be actually receiving one later right. at the end of next week. And the thing is, it turns out that even though I've taken pretty good care of myself and even though I think I've done good stuff on myself, Randy, it seems that I have a reverse osmosis water purifier. And you have Kongen, right? Yes. Okay, so did they ever tell you anything about reverse osmosis? Because Bev did, and I was horrified. Um, well, I think it takes out pretty much anything good, too. You know, I, I don't know a ton about it. I just knew that it wasn't the route that I wanted to go. At the okay. time I was researching it, I did know. So go ahead and tell us. Yeah, she takes it takes out the minerals. Yeah. So the reason I'm mentioning this is kind of like calling one on myself because I know as I call one on myself, maybe somebody else can look around and call one on themselves. Okay, that's the purpose of this. I find out that I have been paying $35 a month or $40 a month or whatever it is I pay to leach the minerals out of my body. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. So I, when, when my dear friend introduced me to the concept of the water, that was really great. And then I talked to another friend and found out that the Kangen um, technology is actually seven years old now and that it's been simplified. And another company that works with Samsung has done that. So I'm going to have the privilege of using a Kangen water machine, and I'm also going to be seeing the new technology. So I'm very excited about that. And years ago, the bionic woman, when I asked her, she became so bionic. Mm-hmm. She said part of it was water. <laughs> really? <laughs> Lindsay Wagner is cold. Cool. Because uh, we were teasing about her friend, Helen Samuels, I think it is, who does water things out of Mexico. Okay? They mm-hmm. actually have a big water conference in Mexico where, where we should probably end up going. That's just Part of what's going to happen as, the, as Waking Up in America um, brings in the investors start to come in, and there's a lot of people because there's a lot of um, different projects that are beginning to pay off and will in the very very near future. You're going to see some very interesting topics. And um, if Helen Samuels is still doing water in Mexico, we should go down there, you know? Yeah. There's wow. just all kinds of places. I see, I see waking up in America as a, a global experience because as we wake up, we're really good at communicating. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in love with some things Americans do, but one of the things we do is we like to communicate and we like to be kind to people. And, Randy, I think with all the stuff that's been put, people have been put through for the last um, 100 years, since, well, actually more than that, 1872 is when the corporation took over. That's yeah. when American values started being um, downgraded. And I think we just need to remember that the values are there and lift them up and... Remember your youth, wouldn't you say? What's the value you got from your youth? Oh, just live free. Just live free. Don't Would think about have, it. Just Did you have a particular experience when you were younger? Where you, I'll give you experience. I can. My my family never said anything about me having a BB gun. I could just have one. It was just okay. Mm-hmm. So I was out in the backyard with my BB gun, mind you, which I knew you could shoot at somebody it wouldn't hurt them, right? But okay. it's not, Well, unless you got them in the eye or something. But it was a, considering stuff that we were into was a pretty safe thing to do. And I aimed at a bird in a tree, and I shot that bird, and that bird fell out of the tree. Okay. And it was the first time in my life 
that I understood caused that I had done something and there were consequences. I could mm. see it. And I went over to the bird and I gave it a little respiration and stuff and got it so that it could fly off. But right. I was horrified at the same time because even though I had known the thing, quotes, couldn't kill, mm-hmm. at the same time I had done something to something that was seen before I did that thing. Oh, yeah. You were sad. Now, that was huge, okay? And yeah. if I had been shied away from that, I don't think I would be as peaceful as I am. I don't think I would. I, I I don't think I would make all the peaceful choices I've made in my life. I've made a lot of them. Mhm. Because yeah. I saw that my hand could knock a singing bird out of a tree and stun it, and I knew that if I'd been shooting a bullet, and that is why I think I was always so safe with a gun because I knew the consequences. I don't yeah. think people That's even good. realize they play well, on Well, I've that. got one. What you've got a gun. Well, well, I have guns, but no, I was saying I've got a, I've got a story as well. That, Please, um, it's, not, it's not similar in, in that. It's similar in some aspects. What I learned from, and <clears throat> when when we were kids, I was in about second grade, and all of the neighborhood kids, for some reason, we got this idea that we would have a smoking club. Now, I was one of the youngest <laughs> ones in the smoking club, <laughs> but. What they did is grabbed all of the already smoked cigarettes from our parents, and then we would smoke on that, which was disgusting, if you think right. about it. Oh, yeah. And who knew whose parents you had, you know what I mean? So um, that turned into, let's play with fire. And we had this huge hill, you call it a dike, and it's, it held water back from all the houses. And uh, for some reason, we decided to set some grass on fire. And what we as kids didn't realize is that we were in a drought. And so after we'd already been busted out by the parents on the smoking club, of course, we were all grounded. And here I was breaking my grounding. (laughs) And I was up on the hill setting grass on fire, which got completely out of control. And everybody was freaking out with hoses and buckets and stuff. And obviously that had a huge impact on me. It didn't get out of control where the fire department had to come but it easily could have. Um, And so that scared you-know-what out of me. And I never, ever, ever played with fire, smoked, anything, again. Nothing. Oh, my God. That's a good one. (laughs) Second grade smoking club, baby. (laughs) I had to decide whether to be a good person or a hero. And Mm -hmm. I, I know that it sounds like it's the same thing, but it isn't necessarily. Because where I lived up in Sulphur Springs, somebody had pitched one of those cigarettes that you were talking about into the grass, and the grass mm-hmm. had started to burn. And mm. I was I was watching the grass burn, and I went, hmm, <laughs> if the grass burned a little bit more, um, <laughs> I would be a hero when I put it out. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then I thought, no, I could also risk not being able to put it out for some reason. So I was choosing between the um, the glow, because if I come up ten minutes later, it would have been burning. I would have put it out. Little little Val Coglin, you know, save mm-hmm. Sulphur Springs. Yeah. So I, I and then I also made a thing in my mind, like that promise you make, is to as soon right. as I see a fire burning as possible, get it put out. So mm-hmm. people think sometimes I'm pushy. Right. <clears throat> um, because I don't see a point in things dragging on if the, if I don't think they don't have to. Right. Like, 
you know what I'm talking about when, when if, if one person would apologize or something like that? Sometimes I'll apologize. Yeah. When technically I wouldn't have to apologize, but I can mm-hmm. always find something to apologize for. And a true, honest, sincere apology puts out a lot of fires real fast. Yeah. Because otherwise you can get into fights, and there's nothing to make a family older and crankier than um, than unresolved conversations that go on for years and years and years. Do you have any of those in your family where somebody's still mad at somebody from 40 years ago or anything like that? Oh, they totally exist. I've never been like that. And I got into it with one of my neighbors because her dog is always getting out. It drives my dogs crazy, and I have big dogs. And I, I was losing it that day because... You know, I have another neighbor who's always yelling at me uh, for my dog's barking, but it's because of her dog. And so one day I just kind of let her have it. And I just, I felt sick inside minutes later. And about two days later, I saw her again. And I said, you know, that's not really me. And I apologize. And, you know, it just felt good. And then we totally got along and we're friends today, you know. So <laughs> it, it does, I, I would much rather just get rid of it with an apology now. And people let that go on for 20, 30 years. And that's the thing what is, I was talking about. What you did, that's breaking yeah. the trance. The trance has the Hatfield and the McCoys fighting for 50 years. i got to give a plug to some of our sponsors because um, I really want to give you guys thanks for allowing Randy and myself and our guests and visitors to actually enjoy this time that we have together in the mornings. And Sir Jason Winter T., uh, that's a good stuff. I've actually I'm drinking a cup of it right now. Actually, it's the chaparral tea. It's the one that strengthens your systems and uh, immune system. So anything you can do to strengthen yourself, whether somebody was telling me I should be taking CoQ10 yesterday, there's a lot of good things. Uh, take take what makes you feel better. In my case, as I mentioned earlier, I found out I was getting taking the minerals out of my own water without realizing it because of the ignorance that I had about the water system, just thinking, oh, water filtration, oh, that's good, oh, I like the sound of the people, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Ted Patterson at note at mailhouse.com, drop him a line, because he'll let you know uh, all the latest that's going on in different areas of education for yourself. If you want to be a secure party creditor, he offers that. He does, um, he's got classes, he's got groups that happen over there, so give Ted a an email at note at mailhouse.com and make sure you let them know that you heard about it on Waking Up in America. Also, if you go over to the website, you can go to wakingupinamerica.com and uh, you'll see on the right-hand side of the page we're doing some work. I'm not sure that it's all done yet this week, uh, but should be in the next week. And uh, you'll be able to click on the Shift Foundation. You can click on ProTandon. Uh, you can click on the different things that we have there, star doves. You can, if, you, if you don't want to hear any more about what's going on in America and you want to run away to Roberto's Bungalows in San Pancho, they actually have new owners there. So give them a buzz. Let them know you're coming. They've got some great deals going on. Waking Up in America is also sponsored by DrValerie.com, and Dr. is all spelled out, and Valerie is V-A-L-E-R-I-E. Uh, I actually have an amazing skill for releasing trauma from the past. I do it over the telephone, and it's a it's a it's a good thing. Cloningcompany.com is a place that you can go and find out how to clean up your sinuses and your eustachian tubes and get rid of some of those headaches and such, and help help free up your lymphatic system. Forty-two dot forty-two That's Randy's yes, site. Randy, give them a little bit on forty-two action.org. 
42action.org. We're on Facebook and Twitter as the same as well. And it's, uh, it's about knowledge. Knowledge is your best defense, and you've got to get educated on your rights. We can take our country back if people knew what their rights were. Um, I went to a seminar, it was kind of interesting, and I came back and my oldest son had made the uh, 17 and 13-year-old memorize the first 10 amendments, and they both recited <laughs> them to me when I got back. We've got to know what our rights are or how can you stand. And I was reading some, some case stuff this morning about uh, somebody picking a jury, and they asked the potential jurors, Do you, can you tell me what the first, the fourth, the fifth amendments are? They couldn't. Dismiss. You don't, you've got to have people that know what your rights are so that they know how to stand and how to, how to rule. So oh, 40, 42 Action, right. go there. It's free to sign up. It's free for everyone. Go sign up, and we're constantly adding new information to it. It's a lot of fun. We're having a great time. It reminded me of what CW, one of the C, things that CW and I were talking about last night. CW has got to take this medication that makes him sleep through the night. He hadn't been sleeping through enough of them, but we were having this conversation, and what we were having the conversation was, first of all, he didn't say yes or no when I said this, but I said to him, I don't think we need we need the, the guns that hold 50, 50 clips and things like that. Originally, I believed that guns and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were about hunting and taking oh, no. care of yourself. They weren't about ACAC Army attack victims, so... I don't like those guns around. I don't want anybody holding one of those guns in their hands. What we were talking about, and as I mentioned, I was actually trained how to hold a gun and shoot it, and I was honored at my school for this skill. And I was honored for being able to take care of animals and just all kinds of stuff. My knitting, or uh, I, I've knitted one sweater in my life. I try to do one of everything. The point is that these are skills and they're good ones to have. Getting out that with an Army ACAC rifle or whatever it is that they choose to be calling right now. Do you know about these plastic replicators? Have you? Yeah, seen the, the three, uh, is it called 3D? I, I can't remember what yeah, they maybe. call it. Yeah, maybe. The Xerox thing? Did you see the Glenn Beck interview of the guy that is making plastic guns now? I didn't see the, that guy on Glenn Beck. I did see him on something, but it wasn't Beck. Okay, so... Glenn Beck was interviewing a guy that actually can make all kinds of guns on a replicator, and not only that, they're fireable, okay? Mm-hmm. So guns are not something you're going to get rid of, trust me. What guns need to be done, just like citizenship in the United States of America, I think if we take all the people that we, com- that we complain about that are in this country, for whoever they are, and we say, you've got a choice here. You go to school and you find out and you pass a test on what it is to be a U.S. citizen or you can live out here on one of the Santa Barbara Islands or something that's uninhabited. Because what I want in the United States are people that know what it is to be a citizen of the United States of America. And when I talk like that, I start getting really young, Randy, in a nice way. (laughs) Really young, because it was powerful. Mm -hmm. I believed in Christ. I believed in... Uh, Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) you know, all kinds of stuff. I was a patriot from a little whippersnapper, Mm -hmm. and I knew how to do a lot of stuff, and I I was lucky enough to to be brought up in the country during formative times when I had access to, you know, cattle barons' ranches and things like that, you know? Right. When I could go down to the stream and I could go fishing, when I could make all the straight arrow ingenuities out of the cereal box. 
Let's get young again, folks. That's right. That's right. I just saw um, a picture, and it was a picture of a bunch of hunters with a bunch of animals that they had hunted, hanging up, drying out behind them, and it says, Fearing the local deer population might suddenly turn tyrannical, the Founding Fathers hastily drafted the Second Amendment. Woo, that was a close one. It's, it's a joke, is the point. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't just about hunting. In fact, it really wasn't about hunting at all. That's, that's a natural, that's a given, that we need to be able to, uh, oh, it doesn't I matter. If I, I was stupid there for a moment, okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Tippy, Tippy Hedren and I stopped, to stop the Cougar Initiative in California. Uh-huh. We, we did a we did a, a television show on we somehow I can't remember how I got my hands on the footage. Okay, but somehow the hunters in California actually wanted to have a cougar initiative where they were supposedly protecting cougars, supposedly protecting residents from cougars. However, cougars hadn't killed anybody in over a hundred years, so it was a pretty weak argument. But not for people that didn't do the research, you know, like me and the mineral mm-hmm. machine. I didn't do sufficient research, so I ended up shooting myself in the foot, literally. So we right. did do the research. We got the tape on it, Randy, and we played this tape on television. And okay. People in the stations were crying because what this tape had on it was these these cougar, these guys going out with their guns and radio controlled dogs. Okay. So they had mm-hmm. they could operate the dogs, and the dogs would then tree a cougar, and then they'd shoot the dog the tr- cougar out of the tree. Oh. Okay. And then this particular cougar fell into a water, and then the guy goes, and then you see it thrashing around, this beautiful, beautiful thing, thrashing around, and then they shoot it, and then they go, they reach over and they go, nice pelt. Mm. See, I don't like the agony. I mean, I, I can't that stand agony. That was just cold-blooded murder. Yeah. That's what I, that I, was. I'm not an agony I'm not, we're not, inter- we're not talking about cold-blooded murder here, okay? Right. We're talking about something else. We're talking about that that the that the story in that time. That was what was required. And on some ranches and things like that, it's still required. And at some horse tracks and things like that, it's still required. There are things that happen that animals need to be put out of their misery, and I've been witness to more than one of those. Right. And the only thing that I feel bad about is I didn't have the courage to do what was necessary. Both times I cried and ran away. You know, wow. there's just sometimes things have to be handled, and that's mm-hmm. probably a hard thing for, um, you know, people don't want to, I don't want to face it. Who wants to face it? Fortunately, I know who to call. Right. There you Honey, go. Honey, <laughs> please come over here and take care of this for me. Will you please? Yes, dear, I will. Thank well, God I'll tell for you, those guys. On the, the 50 rounds or whatever, I mean, honestly, I just, I don't think the government has a right, the federal government has a right to to tell us that. So I guess in that area I would disagree. I think, that's, that's you know, because if disagree. I'm taking a gun out on a range, I want to go, 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 go. And if I could get 50 rounds straight out, that would be so fun. Listen, do you want to know whether I think it would be fun to go to a range and do that? I, I do think it would be fun to go to a range and do that. Do I think every American should be armed with one of those guns? Not even if they want to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, 
it's too untrained, okay? And that was the point that we were making last night. It'd be like what we were talking about is if you wanted one of those guns, you would actually have to go to a certain school, and you would actually have to be, I don't know what the right word is for it. It's not coming to me this morning. But you would actually, oh, certified. You would actually have to be certified for the use and awareness of that gun. Well, we've and got you know what? I think you might be onto something there. However, here's where my problem is, is where we have to register this stuff with the federal government who, you know, look, when a tyrannical government gets in place, hey, we're all screwed. <laughs> I think it should be the state governments, Okay. I think yeah, we should register within the state. We it should not be federal. But see, this isn't really a gun issue here. This is a power issue. What you and I are talking about right now is that we desire to remove power from the federal government, who had no business taking it in the first place, and put That's it right. back in the hands of the state. And by the way, if if we go into state nullification, can't we just do that? I I was reading something last night. I just don't know if nullification is is going to get the legs that it that it wants. But there is. Uh, a website that somebody told me to go look at. It's called Team Law. I don't know if you've ever been there. T E A M Law. Yeah, yep. TeamLaw.net. And if you go there, there's a, a link called Governor's Corner, and then you can click on each state, and there's a governor on each state. There um, you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if there is ever any kind of a transition, hopefully peaceful. Uh, these would be the governors that would step into place is what I was told. Now, whether that's accurate or not, I haven't verified anything, but that's what I'm being told. Um, and I think the states would then regain their power. I think the Fed, the federal government will never have this kind of power again. Once The federal this, government has no business having this, thinking they even have this kind of power now. Right. It's and kind of like we got caught right the shell the game. Yeah, Pardon? they're not going to get this again. Once the people uh-huh. write the ship, they won't have this ever again. No. And they're losing it already anyway. I mean, one of Sherry, this is for you. This would be Sherry's message today. The dark side is losing its power. We're moving forward. Things that were supposed to happen haven't happened yet. And the clock has not stopped ticking, nor has the movement forward been missing. It's just happening in different ways than we had anticipated it. So point of that is just simply picking up the rules which serve us so magnificently, and those rules are the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Ten Commandments. I can't tell you how much. we got mm-hmm. nine yeah. minutes left in this show. What would you like to say? You, would you like a final rant about anything, or would you like to wrap up something? Or Well, I, like I want to just really reiterate it, and I'm not sure who in the audience is really going to grasp this, but... You know, teaching your kids the Bill of Rights is super important. <clears throat> and if they don't know it, how can, if they get pulled over and a cop wants to do a search in their car and they don't know that uh, they have a right to say no, then cops are going to always take over. We, we need to learn to say no. We need to learn those Bill of Rights. We need to learn the Fourth and Fifth Amendments and uh, take advantage of it. They are right. We can't just give them up. They're not going to teach it to your kids in school to the point where they realize that that is life. That's the that's lessons they got to take through their entire life. Stand up to these people. Stop giving the power up, and stand for yourself. Well, I was thinking also in terms of uh, if I wanted to tell you something to give your kids, <clears throat> something I'm glad that that my son in particular has had. Um, 
there's bad stories about everything going on everywhere, but, you know, I'm going to tell you, I loved Girl Scouting. I had no oh, bad I did experience too. in that. I, yeah. I, I'm grateful for all the knots I turned and all the things that I did. I'm, I mm-hmm. loved being a Mariner Girl Scout. I loved it. I even nostalgically look on the Internet periodically at old Mariner stuff. Because we, we learn things there. Make sure your kids go to camps, computer camps, sports camps, you know, something agricultural camps, um, optimum health where they learn how to, um, their body functions and what can be done for it, things of that nature. There are just so many things that can keep us not young. And, you know, I don't think I'm just addicted to youth. I just don't see why I should have to feel up, give up feeling good if I don't want to. Retirement is a is a misnomer. Forget it. Just because you turn sixty five doesn't mean you shut the valve off. Go, 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 go. No, and if I find a good plastic surgeon, <laughs> I will totally be using that plastic surgeon. And to my girlfriend who who took twenty five years off her face, I hadn't seen her in like a year, and I go, okay, what did you do? I, don't, I couldn't tell. I could not tell what she did. There is a new method out that I was reading about. I don't yeah. know how she did it, but there's a new one where they kind of do this uh, needle pulsate thing. I don't know how to explain it, but literally within minutes, everything starts to go back up. <laughs> it's like an $1,800 procedure, and they do like your face and your neck <clears throat> and your How about skin. your whole darn body? I know, that's what I want. What the Look, you know, the, the thing that shocks me is that if I hold my arms up, there's little wrinkles in them now, like an old lady. If you go biking, it will go away. If Should you I go bike, biking? Oh, biking. My arms have turned into solid muscle from biking. You know, I so, used to be quite a biker, except that I, I don't have the, where to take it on in Topanga. This is so hilly and so steep, it's like... There's not a place for me to start here. Yeah. It's not a thing yeah. I would naturally do here. I would hike here before I would bike here. And um, mm. I know what you're talking about. I actually rode a bike for, oh, from the time I was like 16 until I was like in my tw- early 20s. And I still have the legs for it, by the way. When you see my yeah. legs, Randy, you're going to go whoopee. <laughs> I, I can't wait. That's so, that's so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And it is. So, so we can do that. So what are you going to do to euthanize? And I don't mean put yourself down or take you. Actually, to put one out of one's misery is what euthanize means, isn't it? It really is, actually. If you spell yeah. E-U-T-H, the E-L-U-T-H, that's to put one out of its misery, basically to kill it so it won't suffer anymore. That's what euthanization is. We're spelling this one, Y-O-U-T-H, euthanization. And it's what you do to have yourself feel younger. And if somebody teases you because you want to have something injected or poofed or you want to color your hair three different colors, you know what? We're celebrating David Hitz's 50th birthday coming up really soon. He wrote a book called um, Castrating the Bull, and he's a very successful businessman. He made He's the only person I knew from a child that turned themselves into a billionaire. And David's wow. brilliant. And one of the ways he encouraged his team, he told the team members that for each of the teams that won, the team member could dye, dye their hair any color they wanted to. Oh, that's neat. And, and <laughs> I'd stay blonde, though. Pardon? You'd stay blonde. I'd, I'd stay blonde, probably. probably. 
so the, I have to I have to retouch my color. Do you ever have to retouch yours? I haven't yet. If there's gray in there, it's hidden. But I'm in the sun all the time, so I just think that, you know, it just hasn't turned. I actually wrote a book about premature graying a while ago. You can you can find it if you just type in Randy Shannon um, premature gray, and you can read it. It's it's well, it was just an article. It's free. Go read it. Everybody can learn how to turn that all back. You are just a little powerhouse of information. I'm so glad to have you around. That's <laughs> fun. It's fun. Who wants early gray hair? <laughs> well, poor Ginny Steigerwald got stuck with gray hair at 18. Oh, wow. And, and then see what happened. Jade Satterwaite and I went marching in the parade to get one of the parades against Bush. Mm-hmm. And they took our paper picture for the newspaper, and I looked like an old gray-haired grandmother because I had let my gray hair grow out because it was supposed to be, you know, you're an elder now and all this stuff, right? <laughs> I don't like it's the way so it <laughs> I didn't like it. So I immediately <laughs> went and I dyed my hair. And so I actually look younger in many ways than the picture that was taken of me 10 years ago simply because I don't like gray hair. I liked it when it was distinguished, okay? But it stopped mm-hmm. being distinguished. I have this thing, why my head needed to grow a little brown yarmulke on the back of it in the middle of my gray hair. I couldn't do it. I'm not, I wasn't ready to, to wear a yarmulke all the time. And that's right. exactly what it looked like, and everybody would tease me. <laughs> Even though I've held the Torah, <laughs> I admired Judaism greatly, I'm not wearing a yarmulke. So I haven't decided what color I'm going to retouch because I want to go down to one of the water conventions this weekend and learn more about good, clean water. We have one minute and 53 seconds left. What's your closing line? Ooh, closing line. Five? We have five? Okay, well, good. Well, I set the timer and you said 57 minutes. I said it at... Okay, well, say two things. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, a couple things that I, I uh, learned about. I have um, some friends that have cancer, and so I kind of dove into that a little deeper. And um, there's something down here in Florida that the islanders that have come over to our country grow in their yard like crazy, and it's something called soursop. And everybody should just look it up. And um, How do you spell it? Look, uh, sour, S-O-U-R, and then S-O-P, one word, soursop. Um, supposedly, if you throw that in and you juice it, um, it is a cancer cure. And, of course, I was looking deeper into cannabis oil, which is a major cancer cure. I don't know why our government, I mean, who do they think they are telling us we can't say the word cure and we can't have things that are cures. But it is a cure. So if you have cancer, get to a state where you can get it legally and uh, take it because it will reverse it or at least get it down to a size where it's operable and they can pull it out. Also, Canyon Water, I, I'm so glad you're going to one of their seminars. You can't seminars. say that on the radio, by the way. Ah, okay, what is it? You can't, you can't say. Alkaline Water. Yeah, you can say Alkaline Water, or you can say Japanese Water Machine. <laughs> there you go, okay. Um, keeping it clean. Yeah, there we go. Puts the body in an alkaline, alkaline state. Nothing can grow in an alkaline state, nothing bad, so get yourself in an alkaline state. There you go. I know, because remember we run into um, blocking out time, so I set a timer so that right now, see the timer is just done. This is when I would normally casually say thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today at Our American Cafe. 
God bless you, CW. Get well soon. We we love you dearly. Um, Randy and Shannon, miss you. <laughs> yeah, we miss you. Randy Shannon, you rock. Uh, Sherry Vincent, I hope you're hearing us in your dreams. You're a wonderful person, and uh, we didn't do it quite the same without you. Um, I want to say thank you, Tad Patterson, at note at mailhouse.com. Make sure you let him know you heard about him from us. Uh, Stardust, 828-665-0411. Pick up some really good advertising. And remember, when you're cruising the aisles at El, in Ralph's, uh, pick up El Pinto. Jim and uh, John will like that a lot. And they they have a great restaurant in Albuquerque, so check that out. Uh, what can you do as an audience? Um, remember, if you don't act, you'll be acted upon. So this program has been brought to you by Kirkgard Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in memoriam, drvalerie.com, and doctor is all spelled out. We thank our producer and sponsor, C.W. Wright of EmergencyManagementSolutions.org, Sir Jason Winter T, Protandon, Stardust, El Pinto Salsa, and Tad Patterson, and a big thank you to our team at Voice America, Jess Bernard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer, DeMont, and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale and Ron Simon and Stacey Anderson. And thank you, Ron Hayes, once again, for doing great work all week. Oh, uh, I, I don't know what I'd do without you. Uh, merci beaucoup to Bent Migan for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People, which is available to you as a free gift, MP3. Uh, you can get that by uh, download or email. Just send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com and ask for it if you want it. And remember, Sidious Altius Fortius, which is swifter, higher, stronger. And do a mitzvah today. Give someone a boost. Maybe even give two people a boost. Maybe just reach out and help somebody move a a bag or something like that. It doesn't have to be a big thing, just something from your heart. And thanks for listening, and remember to sing, dance, and do a mitzvah. Until next week, we love you. And you're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you pouring through. Now your heart is Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 